okay. Like, serious epicness right now? Episode 100, I cannot believe it. So, I, I am loving this season right now. Because what does this season mean? It means that I wake up, it's not like every day, but it seems like every other day right now. It's been like a week of this. Where I wake up and I just have this surge of delight. You know, like the surge of delight to be like, oh goodness, this is my life, right? Like, oh goodness, like I have every opportunity, right? Like, oh goodness, like I had the best night, right? Like, and I'm so glad I got to go to sleep. I'm so glad I get to wake up and do it again, right? Like, it's like I love living this kind of life where where it's like it just feels like so many things are in alignment, right? So many just in this season of like ripeness almost like almost like I get to harvest a whole bunch right now like you know it's what May right now so obviously it's not like a harvest season in the physical terms of the plant life and the garden and all of that season right but it's like my inner season of like harvest right it's like all these different instances of prayer and of like desire and intention are just kind of like coming into little fruitions like right now, right? In in such a beautiful way. It's interesting that it's actually my autumn as well. So it's interesting how when it's my inner autumn, I can also feel wonderful feelings of inner harvest of like deep, deep gratitude about the things that are around me and like the things that, that I have, the things that, that are mine to, to, um, receive and, and, and receive with so much gladness. Like I just feel so overwhelmed with such great delight that this gets to be me, right? But, but not feel bad about it because clearly everybody gets to have this. He doesn't just give harvest to one person. He has it available to everybody that wants to be aware that they have an inner autumn, that they, that they like, you know, have blessings that he's given them that they've been wanting their whole life, you know? If we would only want to see them, right? Like if we would only want to take the time to realize what blessings are those, right? And I'm just like so blown away just so blown away so you know as I mentioned earlier I have these people in my life that I pray over right you know I just kind of take turns praying over one person at a time typically these days where it's like this constant prayer in my heart that they're just gonna get the the blessings that they really need right and so I've been transitioning from praying for one person to another person I've been praying for this one person. I just keep praying that they're just going to have so much more eyes to see what is available to them, right? Like for them to be able to really enjoy um, the life that they actually are given, right? Because so often in the day I'll be with this person and then there'll be a lot of different complaints about like them just feeling super lost because they cannot process like what it, what could be their next step to be able to just enjoy a great day that's ahead of them. Like instead they just kind of get stuck into this mode of like, oh, there's nothing available kind of mentality stuff. But then I'm like, no, 
Like, this is so much more. This is so much more beautiful. Like, please help this person to just be able to find their eyes to see what is there right before them every single day. And then, um, not only that, but then having little hope event moments, right? Where we'll go as a, as a community to gather in this place and have a beautiful experience of just like being able to, you know, be together and enjoy music, enjoy laughter, enjoy like, um, dancing and, and, and just like enjoy, right? Having those moments of enjoyment together as a community and, and to watch this person that I've been praying for, just watch them like unfold, watch them just like their shell just totally unleash, right? And to be like, yeah, this is what this is about. Like, you know, I just want to build a whole community all around being able to do these kinds of things way more often and like connect with those kinds of people that are just ready to help. And I'm just like, yeah, like, let's do it. I'm so excited and happy about this. Oh, I have a sweet girl with Daddy. So ready. Mom. We want to give this to Daddy. Mom, how do you sign up to the money warrior? Uh, you just call the person that's doing it and see what they have available. I don't know that they have people drop in. I think they usually have someone register before, kind of like soccer. Sweetie. Thank you. Mm-hmm. We have a feather. So, anyways, I'm feeling so, so smitten. So, so smitten that I get to have so many blessings of those prayers answered because it's been aching in my heart. It's like I desire so much good. For these people that I'm just like so focused on being like, could we please just like have them set? Could they just be set up because they're such a good person? They're so, they have so much potential. They have so much in them, behind them, ahead of them. And they're just in a little bit of a fog right now to be able to really see clearly everything that is is built into their life to bless them with all the opportunities they could really want if they could just see it and use that up and eat that up and then move on to the next stage of life that there'll be more like more and and like other opportunities then right like every agent stage is absolutely ripe with so many options for enjoyment and for development and growth and learning and serving and and discovering and adventuring and all of that, right? So that was such a delight this week to have that prayer answered, that deep, deep prayer of mine answered for that one person and to feel like, oh, it's happening. Like Heavenly Father knows about, you know, what his children need and... And I just, sometimes I have this idea in my head that maybe he like waits a little bit to bless his children until another one of his children prays for that blessing for that child. Because it's almost like in some ways, like he doesn't want just one person to be blessed. He wants more than one person to be blessed because a blessing is being given, right? 
He wants the people that are cheering. He wants people to desire to cheer for each other and for them to feel like uplifted when somebody else is having a good turn. Wow, you are. Mama can help you. So yeah, that was my, that's been like my past week. It's been just this absolute delight of so many good memories and moments. Whether it was softball for hours in the afternoon or whether it was a marriage coaching class that just totally had me smitten with the stories and the laughter and the and the different opportunities to share admiration, appreciation for one another, uh, or if it was the dance, or if it was the, just getting more ideas for my desire to go and travel with one of my kids and feeling like I can be supported with that. Like, that's been really cool to have those pieces come together, you know? So I'm just so, so happy. Oh, sorry. Do you want to take a bath now? Should we wash up? Okay. I must be entering into that season or something, right? Which is quite clear because I was in autumn and I'm kind of partway through the autumn, just getting into the winter, right? So I wouldn't be surprised if today's like my first inner winter day or something like that because... It's, it's typically the same topics that I cry about every time. It's like, when I'm in the inner winter, I usually cry about things that I'm disappointed in, things that I can't control, things that happen because of immaturity, things that have to do with like situations that I'm in that, that really don't have anything to do with me, really, right? Like, they're just... Um, kind of perpetual things. So then I have my own like perpetual pity party kind of, kind of experiences, right? But anyways, I was really glad to at least have one aha moment today. And I could say that one of my aha moments was like, oh, hey, it just so happens that like, I don't know, I was reflecting on a conversation I had with my husband and, and some of our friends last week. And the idea came about, oh, there's this scarcity mentality. And then there's this abundance mentality, right? And like, there's some people that have a money mindset where they go scarcity every time. They're like, oh, there's no way that I can afford this service that will help me make more money because I don't believe that I will even have any business or like this month to be able to pay for that service that will help me get those clients, right? It's, it's this continual cycle of like, oh, I don't want to invest in something that's going to like, you know potentially work out because I already know that right now I don't have the amount to be able to invest in that and like from a scarcity mentality kind of mindset of course it would make sense because it's like well yeah like you got to be able to like balance the budget and you kind of have this idea of like oh well it's got to be a balanced budget all the time right but then when I was able to apply it to a another field like another area today in my mind I was like it makes total sense it makes total sense why we need to have this abundance mentality because it's kind of like eternal perspective, right? It's like parents choosing to invest in their life as a family. It makes no sense, right? It's like they put in all this effort to fall in love, to build a family, 
to put in all of this energy into kids, like between the ages of zero to five, around that stage when they don't remember anything from those ages, really. Like, they don't know how hard it has taken to set the foundation, to help them to be to some level of health, some level of, like, spiritual strength, some level of intellectual strength, some level of social strength, right? But that's the abundance mentality. That's the eternal perspective mentality. You put in and you invest into these these aspects of, of life, um... Because you believe that it's for an eternal potential, right? It's not necessarily something like, oh, I'm going to only give to my kids what they can actually give back to me, right? Like, that's like, that's like how, like, for example, with our Savior, he doesn't do the atonement that way, right? He puts it all up front. He pays for it all. And then he says, you have this gift. Like, isn't that the most beautiful thing ever? Like, I just think about that every day and I'm like, oh my goodness, I'm just like such an undeserving person to have so much upfront love when I haven't even done anything, when I haven't even shown that I'm worthy of it, when I haven't even like been able to give anything back that has any worth to him, right? But then I think about it a little more. I'm like, but I'm learning, right? And I have a desire, right? Like, I have a desire to want to be a person to be like, yeah, I'll get baptized. Like, yeah, I'll have some faith. Yeah, I'll have some repentance. I'll have some, like, endure to the end and, like, receive the Holy Ghost. Like, I'll try to do all those things, right? Like, I'll want to. And I'll want to share it with other people if they want to know about it, right? And then I'm just, like, so overwhelmed. Like, wow. And, and then I have these tiny moments in my day where I get to be that upfront giving person, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, not yet. I'm still thinking. I'm still having my quiet time. And then I think to myself, that's me. It's like I get to have these upfront giving moments in my life, you know, every time I start the day. Like, Wake up at a certain time, go grind for three hours so people can at least have something to put into their mouths. They can like go into a room and feel like they, they can feel oriented in it because they can see where everything is available or not available. And it's not just this big garbage dump space every single time. And like, and it's all like the upfront, right? It's not like, oh, I'm like, oh, I'm only gonna like, I'm gonna totally just go on strike all the time, right? And just have everybody just like, you know, when they ask for my help with something, that's when I'll do it. Or like when they've given me something, then I'll, I'll, I'll return that, you know, like that's not what this is, right? Like I have the example already given to me of somebody that would be willing to give upfront love without any, any promise that somebody else would give that in return. And I'm just so blown away with that level of love. And so I'm just processing, like, I feel like whenever I get into these, like, dumping modes, it's like I'm processing fivefold of, like, disappointments, right? It's like I'm like, oh, yeah. Well, like, hey, I know for myself, I set up myself in a certain way to be like, hey, let's get started. Let's get ready for the day. Let's, like, take care of what needs to get taken care of with the home and, like, 
get in some spiritual in there we did and then like oh let's go and and help when we whenever we find the first person that we can help in the day so then I go and do that and it used to be fine and dandy right like we're kind of around the stage when I had like six and unders we would just zip on over and go and do that and it would just be like a you know we go and do it until we run out of food basically that's kind of just what what we would do and then it's funny because I was like with a friend the other day and somebody said one of the people was like hey I'm feeling bored and then the kid then the, my friend was like oh they're growing up right <laughs> like they just had such a like positive perspective about that they're like oh yeah these kids are growing up they're getting bored of like you know these little things or whatever and I'm like huh that's interesting right so in some ways maybe I could be delighted right oh these little sprouts are not just sprouts anymore. They're like turning into almost full-grown plants. And yeah, they're kind of bored of being in this space that they've been in since their babyhood, right? Like they need a new pot, right? Like they need more space for their arms to grow out and all of this kind of thing. And I like I hope that when I'm in grandma stage, I can totally like full-blown genuinely feel that. But as of right now, I just kind of like I feel so bad that most of the time I'm just like, well, that's inconvenient, right? Like, that's really inconvenient because I was really in the flow of wanting to enjoy this moment right now, doing this one thing that we used to love enjoying together when you were that size of plant. And now suddenly you've decided you're this size of plant and this playground is now too small for you, right? Like this space is now too small for you. This activity is now too small for you. You need something bigger, something better, something more interesting and more nourishing for your roots to grow, right? And so then I'm just like, there's a part of me that has that scarcity mentality. It's like, well, no, we don't have any more pots. We don't have anywhere for you to grow, right? Like we don't have anything else. Like we, we've always used these sides of pots and that's what's available, right? Like I could totally go that route. And sometimes I do, you know, like my whole jam for a while has been like ministering, missionary work and like meeting ancestors, right? And when I say ministering, it's like, oh, well, like ministering is like going and helping people with their gardens. It's like one of the easiest ways you can find someone to minister to because Everybody hates weeding, right? And it's a great way to meet people and it's a great way to talk to people and it's just my little excuse to be able to at least talk to somebody, right? Like, but if like that's not gonna cut it for some of these people that I'm with, then it's like, well, what am I gonna do to minister to people? And then I'm gonna have to start thinking of something else, right? And I and I think I can do that. It's like I can do that, but at the same time I'm like, okay. But I still want to do the gardening thing and I still want to go and weed for people and I want to do that. So then it's like I have to, maybe I'll only do it with people that are like five and under. Maybe that's going to be my jam because it did work. It worked with all my six and unders. So maybe I'm going to find different ministering things I can do with each age and stage because that's the kind of pot of plant that they need to have for their growth, right? I'm going to have a certain like ministering thing for ages five and under that we can do together. Then I'm going to have different ones for like age six and seven and eights and nines, right? And then there'll be another one all together for like ages elevens and ups, right? Like, so then it's like, okay, that makes sense to me now in a way that before it was like, I just feel so disappointed because I was just getting all this constant pinging during this experience that I just thought was going to be a soak experience where we could just like have a glue moment but it was just like 
It was just like, it might have been like, I could think a little bit more game, right? Like, there was moments where I could help, right? Like, there was like pots that we could move and like plants that we planted and other, like we got halfway through a strawberry bed, right? And then by that time, they were just petered out. It was like, it was like, oh, no, 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 like, we're done, like, and it's just like, and they had to be, like, bribed to, like, or or they felt like they were trying to convince me to bribe them to, to help so that they could get something for nothing kind of thing. They're like, oh, like, like, if you want me to help, then, then you got to be able to pay me to be able to be here with you kind of thing, that kind of stuff. And... I guess that one hit me so hard because it just hurt my heart so bad. It was just so sad. I was like, I just felt so betrayed. And I just, I, I want to be able to be this person that is somehow be able to protect myself from that feeling of betrayal so much more because I know that it's one-sided, right? I know that when someone else is living their immature life, they're not going out of their way to just betray everybody that they know. I know that's not true, but I'm still feeling it on the other side. I feel like, oh, well, I wanted to be able to have a good experience. I wanted to be able to be able to bless everyone here. I wanted to be able to just like have like a good nurturing community building experience, a good nurturing gardening experience, a good nurturing memory building experience, a good nurturing glue experience, a good nurturing all of those things that like we could do before, right? But all the while somebody else just wants me to pay them to um be able to feel like like they that it's worth their time to spend time with us as a family or something like that right like they just want it just feels like something for nothing and and I'm just I'm just trying to process those immaturities right and be able to be okay and and then I think about those sweet prayers and blessings that I get every so often like when I get those father's blessings on Monday nights where it's like hey actually Heavenly Father and Heavenly Mother actually know your tears because they cry them too they're pretty disappointed as well right like they, they understand what that's like to watch your kids make choices that you're just like really like is that is that what we do like is that is that what building the kingdom looks like is that what like is that what we were born to do is that why we received a body like is that like part of this but at the same time it's like you give them that space so they can just like they can process and they can learn for themselves and and then there's that other aspect of love in there that's like wow they really do love us so much because even if they they don't agree with our choices all the time, they're still there to be some kind of a supportive person amongst our choices and be like, how can we help you and support you right now because of the choices you have made, right? Like, so that's kind of where I'm at is like, I think I, I suffer like this the most sometimes when I'm suffering from someone else's sins, right? Like, I'm just, I just feel like that victim person. It's like, I, honestly, the, the reason why it's, as I said, it's the perpetual stuff. It's like, 
I struggle so much with it because I can't control or change something from my own choices, right? I can choose to have a good attitude. I can choose to have some kind of a desire to have a good day and somehow choose to make good choices on my part. But I'm also learning that no matter how many good choices I make, I'm still going to run into the the earthly struggle of encountering other people who have not committed their lives to want to make good choices, right? And so they don't have that testimony yet, and so they're not necessarily accountable to the things that I have a testimony of yet, but yet their choices are still affecting me, and they're annoying because even if I've gone past that, they haven't yet, and so I still have to suffer with them. It's kind of like this weird bearing each other's burdens thing that I kind of get dragged into when it's like, oh, like, could we just be smarter than this? Like, could we just like notice that this choice is going to lead to this consequence and like make a better choice in the get-go rather than having to go through that choice, go through the consequence, and like, I don't know, I'm just such an efficiency snob, I think, sometimes, of being like, could we just not, like, could we just make a good choice now <laughs> and just not have to do that and waste so much of our time and energy and heart and soul space and to have to process that choice later? But then there's that other side of me that's like, that is a firm believer. I am a firm believer of letting people choose, Right? Like letting them choose and then get the consequences for their choices because I believe I'm a firm believer in making your own choices so you will get the lesson yourself and you will remember those lessons better when they're that way. You'd really do. Rather than having, you know, someone else nagging at you all the time and trying to micromanage you so that you don't make any mistakes. And then getting to a point in your life where you're just like, well, that was boring. You know, like I might have a great life, but I never got to make any mistakes. So now I need to make all my mistakes. So I add in some kind of variety into my life. And and here we go. Let's go on this roller coaster, right? So whenever I get an option, right, to be like, oh, this is a safe enough choice for them to like, have enough like risk involved with it for them to make a full-on choice like sweet give it to them let them like you know ride the bike and maybe sometimes fall right like let them like try a different thing and see where it goes right like it's it's important it's just so important so yes i might be kind of exhausted thank you yeah i'll go see it soon So, like, yes, it was kind of exhausting. Yes, it felt like kind of a waste of time. Yes, I am feeling a little bit distraught, but I still feel like I still want to keep doing it, right? I'm still going to look for people to minister to, and I'm still going to randomly show up with the people that I'm with because I believe in the opportunity to start developing a good attitude about the gifts the Heavenly Father has given us in the opportunities in the day. And I literally believe that every single person that we can get connected with and be face-to-face with is another person that Heavenly Father knew that we could be a blessing for them and knew that they could be a blessing for us in a way that you can't get from a board game. You can't get from a screen. You can't get from an author that has passed away. Like, now is the time to be able to be face-to-face with the living contemporary people that we are with for a reason 
that we all chose to have a body at the same time, right? And so, yes, it's frustrating because not everyone's on the same page and not everyone has a testimony of that and not everyone gets it and understands why we're doing what we're doing. And that's why I don't even tell people what we're doing because I understand that I'm the only one with the testimony of what we're doing. So what's the point of trying to convince and convert other people when it's not even going to be helpful anyways and just let them just like... We're going to have quiet time anyways, right? You could just be like laying in bed or you could be, you know, letting yourself have an opportunity if you just chose to see the opportunity for what it is. So anyways, I was like having a big pity party because I was just like in my mind, the mantra, the pity party mantra was like, ah. Oh, I just want to be soaking in the garden right now, right? As I'm like sitting on the couch, crying my eyes out. And then it's like, well, I could just dry off my tears and just go to my garden, right? Everybody is doing what they're doing anyway, so I can just go to my garden right now. And that's what I'm trying to get to, right? But I just needed to process some of these feelings so I could somehow feel like I can at least like go to the garden and actually focus on soaking rather than sulking some more, right? So this was really helpful.